0: to the regular exclusive podcast with your wonderful hosts Jason Renee as always and before we get into our double feature this week um, we got some news about I like to think of it as a Christmas gift. Uh, one of our favorite studios, A24. I think our, our favorite studio,
1: you can just yeah, say that.
0: We really do talk about it a lot. Yes, A24. Uh, <laughs> A24, they just signed a deal. All of their catalog, their library is coming to max. And Fuck yeah, I don't know when, but I would have to imagine it's happening soon, maybe with the new year.
1: I would assume so because I'm I'm pretty positive like Showtime's not a thing. These I think their movies are on Paramount Plus for now, but I bet you it's probably wrapping up soon because that's like all changing. So yeah, Paramount screwed up because
0: they didn't have an exclusive, but a lot of the A24 was on on Showtime. Mm -hmm. But way more people have Mac, so I'm very excited that everyone's going to have access to them. And we've talked about about five movies we did talked about x pearl our personal favorite everything everywhere all at once uh the the uh precursor to that swiss army man and then Mm -hmm. i think there was one more hereditary yeah so all uh, bangers (laughs) yeah gonna go on a a24 binge when that yeah when that happens
1: For real. Plus, it's like, I mean, sorry, Showtime. You don't even exist anymore. So you can't even say that you're like relevant because obviously you're fucking not. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody has Showtime. I would tell people and I'm like, so I hope that like Yellow Jackets, which is also Showtime goes. I know it's on Paramount, but like hopefully it'll get off of there, too, because fuck, I I feel like people don't have Paramount Plus either.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's probably going to stay on Paramount since it's a Showtime original show. Yeah, but
1: (laughs) fuck. But yes, at least we're gonna have like easier access at all times. Hopefully, Warner Brothers doesn't do anything stupid. But a twenty-four shit. It sounds good.
0: Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, well, today we're talking about two movies that um essentially are both uh using the title of very legacy, long-loved Christmas themes. Uh, I mean. Before we get into the movies themselves, if you've seen Die Hard, you'll probably like Violent Night. It's essentially Die Hard with Santa with a sprinkle of Home Alone in there.
1: And isn't like, is is it Russians in, are they the villains in, in that one?
0: Um, I don't remember i don't think you are russian there's some eastern european okay i feel like it's always in those
1: action movies yeah Yeah, that
0: was always the villain at that time
1: (laughs) and in this one it's john leguizamo so it's Mm -hmm. like totally different but i love that his code name is mr scrooge so yeah (laughs) it's like it's very much like die hard but with santa which just is fucking cool you know and it's actually about christmas it is about it's very (laughs) much about christmas way more than die hard I think that's why it came out last year only, but people consider it a classic. But uh, the other movie we're talking about is literally a play on words of the original movie, It's a Wonderful Life, which everyone I'm sure knows as a Christmas classic at this point. I know I've seen it a billion times. Clarence, this- <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> boy, <Attaboy>, Clarence. <laughs> um, It's a Wonderful Knife is the other movie we're talking about today, which is just a delightful... Like way to spin this movie and to use it with basically a slasher I mean it's at this point like the way that I would pitch this movie to you if you have not heard of it or seen it it's basically like the concept of like Freaky that movie from like a year or two ago with Vince Vaughn and uh, the body switch but with horror that's what this is is it's a wonderful life but with horror so if you like a happy death day or like Freaky you'll enjoy this movie
2: Yes.
0: All right. Let's uh let's start with our first movie, *Violent Night*.
2: Who is he? Because he's not your typical mall Santa. Santa, are you there? Daddy said you were very busy tonight. My name is Trudy Lightstone. Are you gonna help us, Santa? Yeah, Trudy. Santa? No, my nice list. Santa Claus is coming to town. Time for some seasons beatings.
0: All right. Violent Night. What a movie. Came out in 2022. And I got to say, I think this was maybe the most fun I had at the theater last year seeing this.
1: I wish I had seen it in the theater because I did not. I waited for it to come to video on demand like I do just so often, but it it was really good. I wanted to have seen it in the theater. I bet it would have been great.
0: I mean, if if it was not marketed very clearly as Die Hard with Santa, I probably would not have gone to see it in theaters.
1: Probably. Yeah, I feel like the trailers really they nailed it with the marketing for this movie. Clearly, right. It was a box office success.
0: Yeah. It okay. uh, yep, it was a that's why
1: there's a second one, right? Mm-hmm. That's why <laughs> so, yeah.
0: it was a budget of 20 million and it did 76 million worldwide. And I feel like it, if it wasn't very obvious last year, I feel like the, just like the streaming numbers for this year and people talking about it, it would have gotten a sequel this year because this movie's just a blast. So like, much fun. It was so fun in theaters because it was it was me and our buddy Ian. We went and saw it. Mm. And like the whole theater, it was like going to see a horror movie. Like whenever he killed someone, he's like,
2: oh, oh, whoa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love when movies are violent and funny. I feel like that's just such a great mix, especially in like, I'm thinking for like the theater environment. That's like ideal scenario. Yeah. It's like, I don't know why, but if it's really violent or, like, really, like, jump scary or whatever. Or if it's hilarious. It's, like, those are the best movies to see in theaters. <laughs> and- or if it's, like, really gross, you know? And everyone's yeah. like, oh, God. It's, like, so funny. It makes it, like, a shared experience more than, like, if we're all just sitting quietly, like, being really depressed of watching a drama. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: And and we'll get into it. But this movie is hysterical. Oh, from, it's so fun. From the performances to the fights to the music. It's... The music's delightful. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but, um, the cra- yeah, the crazy thing about this is, so it's directed by uh, Tommy Wercola. Did I say that right? I usually sure? don't. Yeah, I think okay.
1: Wercola. <laughs> There's an R in there somewhere. I didn't know if you rolled it, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about this guy. I actually looked him up. He's got a, I'm. he's like a, he's from, um, He's from he's Norwegian, so Mm. I I'd never heard of him, and this is like the biggest movie he's ever done. Yeah, I think I could be wrong, but it looked like it. So I was just like, I mean, way to come out of nowhere with a fucking awesome movie. I mean, I
0: yeah, I I've heard of his other movies, like I've heard of Dead Snow.
1: I've heard of Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, just because I've seen it on Tubi or like fucking Prime or any of that shit. Have you seen it? (laughs) I've
0: seen it. Uh, Is it
1: bad or good?
0: (laughs) I I remember it not being the best. I I don't know. I went and saw it because it was. You saw that in theaters? I think I saw it in theaters. I this was like.
1: Renner. Oh my god. Jeremy
0: Renner. So he's like hot off of of (laughs) being Hawkeye, but no, the big draw. This is purely uh, for just being young. young and thinking this woman is gorgeous. Uh, Gemma Ardington, Arterton, Arterton. um had a big crush on her, loved her. So, uh, yeah, I was just like, yeah, let's go see this movie. It looks fun.
2: And yeah, it, it, it was friend.
0: fun. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the first time I saw her was the, the Jake Gyllenhaal Prince of Persia.
1: Yeah, okay. And, Call me uh, the I... Prince of Persia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry but like that was Uh, the only other movie that that i'd seen of him his and i'm like wow that was 2013
1: like that's ridiculous okay (laughs) i did not know that that was a movie and then it looks like there's a movie called kill bulgio and i don't know if this is like a kill bill ripoff (laughs) no clue like it (laughs) but But, that was like i mean this just coming out with like this is probably i mean i think it's safe to say his biggest movie yet
2: yeah well actually uh What?
0: Um, surprisingly, *Hansel and Gretel* did over 200 million worldwide.
2: What? I thought
1: that was a sci-fi channel movie. Are you serious? Oh my god, Jace, you're blowing my mind. I didn't. I guess I didn't research this movie as much as I thought I did. Well, wow. I mean, and Uh, and that is upsetting.
0: And (laughs) I know you know this, but the thing that blew my mind was learning that the writers of this movie. Are the guys are is the duo that wrote the two Sonic and Hedgehog movies? I which haven't seen
1: either of those. I movies. haven't either, but
0: people love them.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, you seem like you have a personal affection for them because of those movies. Isn't Jim Carrey in both of them, or just he, one of them?
0: He is. He's in both so, of them, and, those, and That's like
1: his final performance. is like the last one. So I can't believe you haven't seen it. You love that guy.
0: I I, I heard it's great because all of my friends now like have kids and so they see it and they're like, it was, it was, it was great. It was wonderful. And I'm like, mm. all right, I'll need you check it out.
2: It was um... just delightful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing about Jim Carrey, and then we can get back to the movie we're actually talking about. Um, when oh God, I, had... I
1: opened Pandora's box, <laughs> when I had
0: my, uh, my, my curly mustache, Oh, all yes. my all my um, all my nibblings told me that I looked like Jim Carrey nibblings. Well, it's the it's the non gender specific plural of nieces and nephews. So rather than saying my nieces and nephews, they're my nibblings. <laughs>
1: did you make that up? No, it's a real okay. word. <laughs> OK, all right. I thought you were just like having a stroke or something <laughs> or just fucking up a word like you always do. And I was just like. Come again? What Did, I, ac- Did I
0: accidentally make the best word of all time? All right.
1: <laughs> I mean, I was like I'm kind of impressed.
0: <laughs> but wow, okay. Um I guess you got a lot of them, so it makes sense. There we <laughs> we go. can get
1: back to the movie.
0: So, back to the movie. Well, kind of. Um I ha- I came up with some a funny thing that I wanted to throw at you. So, the best part about this movie is that it's essentially Die Hard but with Santa Claus. And I think that is uh just the best way to go about doing a holiday movie that has so many holiday movies already underneath it. Like Christmas has more movies than probably any other holiday. Um
1: Halloween might give it a run for its money, but you're right. Uh, the other ones have no, there's not a lot of like in between, you know, there's only like two or three Valentine's day movies. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. sorry, there's like probably some, there's a lot more like romantic <laughs> comedies, but I'm just thinking like, you think about regular Christmas movies, then you factor in like the hundreds and thousands of Hallmark movies and Netflix Christmas (laughs) movies. And now I just feel like it's so overpopulated that like there's too many.
2: Yeah. And And like
1: there's like videos of like, I'm sure you've seen them, like looking at all the different titles on there. And I'm like, people aren't even trying. It's like the sci-fi channel. And I loved how they would just come up with crazy names and just throw it out there and make shit and just keep going. (laughs) That's kind of what I feel like they're doing with the Christmas movies. But it's it's, it's great that when a movie is like exactly what you want and we haven't had something exactly like it before. It's got little pieces of other stuff, but it's its own thing. And that's how it stands out.
0: And especially with the the generation of action movies that I call the the uh, coming out of retirement for some revenge. It's
1: John Wick. Or, like, or guess, is it like Taken? I guess yeah. it's taken, taken, the was it's taken
0: was like the first. <laughs> um, but damn yeah. you,
1: Liam Neeson. Anyway.
0: <laughs> so I came up with a couple um, different holidays with a spin on them that I thought would be fun. And I wanted to get your thoughts on it, because we've talked about we should be the ones writing some of these movies uh, in our in our unprofessional opinion. So here we go. First up, I got St. Patrick's Day, a heist movie. Mm. somebody steals Stealing his gold, gold. <laughs> yep. and so he has to he has to rob a bank to pay yeah. off the people
1: <laughs> this sounds like one of the leprechaun movies does it not
0: i don't know i've actually I mean,
1: only seen like the one in space i think so uh, I, have no I think i've seen i think i've seen leprechaun in the hood <laughs> okay yeah we don't have any reference point for that series they might that might actually have been i was gonna say an episode but one of the movies <laughs> But I, yeah, that actually, I like that. I like that idea. because like,
0: like Ocean's Eleven style? Yeah,
1: Ocean's Eleven, but with a leprechaun. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, he's real, and he's got to fucking kill some bitches because they stole his gold coins. Yeah. I love that. Uh,
0: then for Valentine's Day, I thought we could put Cupid in like a historical war romance. So kind of like Troy, but mm. with Cupid and bow and arrows.
1: And more dick. I think we got yeah. some a little like hint of it in that movie. We really were so close to getting Brad Pitt dick in that movie. It makes me so mad.
0: Uh then I thought for the Easter bunny, that would be a good, like, who done it mystery. Like, where are his eggs?
1: No one cares about the fucking Easter bunny's eggs. It's gotta be a horror movie because a six-foot bunny is terrifying if he has a mask. Or if he looks anything like the one from Donnie Darko, that movie ruined rabbits for me. <laughs> True. Now <laughs> they can I be agree. very scary. They should.
0: They should all be horror movies. But I thought, felt like that was low picking, so I was trying to think of Excuse other me. genres.
1: <laughs> I guess it could be um, a romance right because the easter bunny where the, what is he so obsessed with eggs for unless he's got some chick that's laying them for the for him you know
0: <laughs> do like a, a
1: romance in there
0: uh like a reality like a mockumentary yeah like the, like the bachelor but with the easter Perfect. bunny and all of his eggs <laughs> yeah
1: you gotta see which ones he likes because you gotta hide them from him and then it's also the thrill of the hunt it's a whole thing i think we just cracked the code on that one send uh, off the script
0: <laughs> so these next two might be a little bit harder because they don't have i'm gonna I'm gonna call them mascots. But, um April Fool's Day, I feel like that would be a great black comedy. just people doing April Fool's jokes and ruining someone's life with them
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There is like a movie that's called April Fool's Day and has a similar thing where, like, this girl brings all of her friends and they're doing like, they do a bunch of like stupid pranks. But then it's like, She's got this other twin sister who's a crazy and starts killing off the friends and like all this crazy shit. And then you realize at the end that like it was all a fucking joke. And it's like, what? Because you saw these people die and you're like, what the fuck? And that was like, it's like a comedy, but it's a horror movie. I feel like that would be very similar.
0: Yeah. It'd be like right in line with like Bo is afraid.
1: But nobody wants to make a fucking April Fool's Day movie because immediately everyone's going to be like, OK, let's see how good this movie is because you can't fool me. You know, you <laughs> yeah. setting yourself up for failure. I feel like it, it will never until people at the studios get very desperate will mm. they start busting out April Fool's Day.
0: <laughs> uh, and then my last one, um, I thought it would be fun to have a time loop movie taking place on New Year's Eve. So they have to relive New Year's Eve over and over again. They can't get past the day of partying. They they have to find a way to stop partying.
1: <laughs> I love it with all the chaos of like, it's like, I feel like project X with like a lot of uncut gems, like that just the yeah. crazy shit going on. And I'm just so stressed the entire movie. Yes. <laughs> I love that.
0: All right. Well, let's get to violent night. So, I mean, Right off the bat, I think this movie opens perfectly with him at the bar and the mall Santa (laughs) with the other Santas and like they're, they have this, like, camaraderie of, like, oh, we're both Santas. And he's like, no, I'm the real Santa. <laughs> he's like, oh,
1: I don't, don't even remember. He's like, how long have you been doing? He's like, too long. I've lost count. I don't even know why I got into this in the first place. <laughs> and it's, like, so great. And then he's, like, when, when the lady's, like, oh, are you going to be okay to drive? He's like, oh, the reindeer do most of the steering. Yeah. And it's, like, they all just laugh. But I'm, like, it's just so good because he's, like, He's almost like it's humorous to him too, but it's like in the way of like, you guys, I'm just telling you the fucking truth, and nobody believes <laughs> me. But it's just, it's very just spot on for like, okay, this is what you signed up for with this movie, and it just delivers in the opening, yeah, all then, the way till the till he pukes off the sled tour.
0: <laughs> that was I, I laughed so hard when that's It's happened. just so
1: perfect because you're like, yeah, this blacked out Santa, like fucking falling into yeah. the thing, going out there. And he's like rocking back and forth. Like, <laughs> he's got to do this big turn. The reindeer too. It's just the most. I imagine like why reindeer? It's the bumpiest fucking thing you can fucking <laughs> ride around in. That Christmas wonder that she has, and that yeah. she sees him, and it's like every other Christmas movie. But Santa never pukes on anyone. <laughs> yeah,
0: and this one... maybe
1: bad Santa. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <I> don't remember?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, but and then I love like uh, when the other Santa's like, you know, we do it. For the kids and those and those smiles, and then he just he just turns into the get off my lawn old man. He's like, yeah. kids are just greedy little bastards.
1: <laughs> they really are, though. I mean, I've, I mean, a lot, like I would say, ninety percent of the people in this movie really prove his point that and, like they're all fucking dicks. <laughs>
0: and the thing that that really I loved the most about this movie is that it has such an attention to detail when I don't think it needed it. So it just makes it great. Like this could have just been a Santa action movie, but like they explain why he's a drunk. Like he is pissed off because kids just, they get the present and then they want the next present. They aren't happy with anything. And there's and they no tell Christmas you that
1: cheer. Intri- like immediately during that little montage of like, when thinking about like the presents and stuff. And he's like, you know he's bringing the gifts and it starts just getting more and more like he's like fuck all this shit and like the amazon boxes and he's like damn it (laughs) like it's like it. you just feel it and you get it's kind of a i always i feel like the perfect example is like that little like wordless montage at the beginning of up which like breaks Mm. your fucking soul yeah it's like that is so wonderful because it portrays everything you need to know but it's like really short and to the point and all visual this movie i feel like with the whole thing of like the montage of santa and like his whole reasoning and stuff that one scene, I just feel like really just encapsulates everything. And so
0: uh, this might be a hot take, but I feel like this is the most rounded and humanized portrayal of Santa in any movie. Like he has problems partially because of these kids and not liking Christmas and no holiday. Cheer also
1: because he's a, you know, killer at heart.
0: He's a warlord <laughs> he's uh, a
1: warrior. <laughs> Fucking A, man. If somebody doesn't cast David Harbour in one, like, a Viking movie or some shit, just do it. Please. God, he's perfect. That's one little shot alone. But then even, like, the fact that
0: him and mrs claus ha- are having some rocky times they have some marital problems like
1: well with how long they've been together how many <laughs> years was it i don't even know it's just like millennia it's like jesus fucking christ i mean when, of course whenever the they,
0: vikings were <laughs> yeah
1: like if they didn't have problems that would be like insane you know yeah. but like the fact they're even still together is equally insane but actually piece of little trivia i heard that like because I'm sure everyone knows that they're talking about a sequel already in production. Nobody knows anything. But David Harbour said that they've been talking about having Mrs. Claus in it. And Mm. that he suggested that he would really like it to be Charlize Theron. And I'm like, well, of course you fucking would. (laughs) Who wouldn't want her to vote? Who do you want to play my wife? Only one of the hottest chicks imaginable. No big deal. It's like, okay, calm down. Okay, let's... let's... You know, you start with a low ball, then you work your way to Charlize. I feel like it's, just, like, we, it's like you're not that. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We
0: can <laughs> assume it's uh, we can assume most people want to work with Charlize. <laughs> I would say anybody. If
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you're choosing anyone, you're like, oh, yeah, you want her to play your wife? Uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> are you kidding? Call her right now.
0: All right. So, I mean, obviously, Santa's great. There's then the the whole super rich family part of this, which they are hysterical. They are so oh, yeah, because they're the worst and I love like early in the movie we have a uh, I can never say the guy's name right but the guy who plays the action actor. Hey, I'm
1: Do you know who he's supposed to be is Mark Wahlberg. <laughs>
0: I-, I was going to say I love that they like start his whole character with the famous 9-11 mark walbert
1: yeah i was there and those guys would have been falling out of the play without their parachutes it's like okay it's like oh my <laughs> calm god calm the fuck down dude <laughs> and he also stars in a lot of like military movies too and like well, he's all like, oh, such a badass well and the actual actor is the guy from twilight yeah he the first movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's the one with the ponytail. He's also from a, a high school favorite of mine, Never Back Down.
1: I remember. You where remember.
0: I discover Amber Heard uh, before she, you know, got wrapped up in everything that she's wrapped up in.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Um, But then, like, even the fact that they name their son Bertrude.
1: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like... I thought that was really great. And I forgot about that when I first watched it, like I just feel like the humor almost like hit even harder this time because I'd already seen it. So like I kind of had remembered it, but I just was able to kind of pick up everything. Cause there's so many good ones mm-hmm. and like little, little things that are just so funny. Plus I love uh, the sister uh, Edie Patterson. Yeah. Who's, I love her like always as Judy Gemstone in righteous gemstones with Danny. McBride. <laughs> yeah. She's so fucking funny in that. I literally am obsessed with her. She was also in knives out as Fran the like housekeeper or whatever, yeah, um, but she's great, and I thought she was so fucking funny,
0: she yeah, she is
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> she's honestly like perfect for this because of righteous gemstones, like the fucking siblings all trying to suck up to the parent to get the money. It's like that she was already doing this in her sleep by that point, so it it uh, really just was like really nice to see that again. I won't she needs to be in more shit. She's amazing,
0: yeah, well, and then we have the the main family who are the good people. And um, the mom and dad, they're good. I i was shocked when I saw it the first time how good I thought the, the little girl was. I, like, yeah, she-, she
1: didn't piss me off. She was pretty cute. Yeah, it's like most
0: kids, especially in like holiday movies, like they're so cheesy and so just, I don't know. I'm just like, this is every time
1: a bell rings, an (laughs) angel gets its wings. It's like, okay, could you have tried to fucking say that? Not like a I mean, you know what I mean? It's a kid, but still, (laughs) it's just like when you have a good kid actor in a movie, it's like, you know, that's that's like the magic of like Home Alone or like uh, Christmas Story. Right. Like those ones really hit because when you have that great kid actor, it just like it makes it even better. And I think the relationship between her and Santa is just so pure and sweet. Yeah. And I just I love all of it. And like, it's just it's really just works. It's a great it, little emotional core with the divorced parents, too. Yeah,
0: it, it's surprising. But like, yeah, the relationship between her and Santa, it's like, that's what makes this such a good Christmas movie. It's Because it's not just this action thing. It's like Santa is saving her. And also by proxy saving the Christmas spirit. Like- yeah,
1: well, because that's a, his powers are all related to. He doesn't understand how it all works, but basically, if you if he believes in himself and ever if the more people believe in him, the stronger he is. So, I honestly felt like this Santa, like you said, he was the most rounded. I agree with you. I also think it's like probably closest to like maybe what the real Santa was like because <laughs> he's like you know not even like it wasn't he he wasn't exactly what. Like we picture Santa as right. And so I like the fact that like he actually had these roots. And I'm pretty sure he was also in fights and like he, you know, the actual history of Saint Nick. I won't bore you with the details (laughs) because I don't know them all specifically off the top of my head. But I didn't look at it and it it does sound like this is kind of close to that. I mean, I know it's embellishing a lot. I'm sure if there is a Santa, you might not be doing this, but like I would kind of love this to be the real Santa. Like I want Santa to be like this guy.
0: Yeah. And I also love that, yeah, like, he hasn't been Santa for forever. Like, it, there's a whole like world that this kind of opens up. It sounds like he just kind of got the job.
1: It's like, like the only other movie that talks about that is the Santa Claus, where like you accidentally kill Santa and now you're the new Santa, which is always like, I always thought it was a like a great, like hilarious thing. But now I'm like, <laughs> that's pretty fucked up. He killed Santa at the beginning of that movie. (laughs) And then you're forced to like, it's like body horror. You become him. Yeah, It's kind of fucked up either way you look at it.
0: But it's like this movie, like the sequel could just be the origin story. Like it could be a prequel. Because yeah, like we don't, we don't learn how he got it. But like,
1: it's maybe why he hates Krampus so much or something. There we go. Right. What's he up to in the underworld? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Because if he's out here punishing the naughty this way i don't want to fucking know what that krampus is up to right yeah i i mean the krampus in the krampus movie was bad enough and that was pg-13 mm-hmm. cannot imagine what this kind of a i mean i hope it's like a wrestler guy like john cena in like <laughs> yeah. a fucking outfit because that made me feel better but i have a feeling it could be like really fucked up and kind of more on the horror side because like yeah i saw people talk about this movie on the horror subs I kind of always knew it wasn't gonna be a horror movie because I was like, I don't understand where the horror comes in.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: like I always thought that was interesting, but it's it's very much like it's just it's it's the best Santa, I think, that we've gotten in a really long time.
0: Yeah, it's like definitely distinct Santa. Like yeah, it's not there's like nothing
1: like it. I mean, yeah. maybe bad Santa. That's but that was like a long time ago. Yes. Sadly at this point. Yeah. And it feels like we were ready for another kind of bad Santa, but this is like not a bad mall Santa. This is like the real bad Santa. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's so great that way. I also wanted to shout out before we moved on to the like anything else, but Beverly D'Angelo is the mom, the mm-hmm. matriarch of the family. She's also in the National Lampoon's movies as. Uh, oh, that's yeah. where I know her. Yep. Clark's wife. And she's uh, she's so fucking great in those movies. But she's in Christmas Vacation, which is probably one of the most iconic Christmas movies at this point. Yeah. So I, and it says that. I just thought this was a funny piece of trivia that both of these movies include very similar things, which were uh, people are heavily armed, trained individuals invading her home on Christmas Eve, explosions, someone's hair catching on fire, and death by Christmas tree light ex- el- electrocution. <laughs> like, you would never find that in two other Christmas movies, usually. You know, that's, yeah. that's pretty specific to, like, a very small subgenre, but I love it. <laughs>
0: So let's talk about David Harbour. Yeah. He's incredible in this. Like he he plays it so real. Yeah. Like it's goofy the whole way through. Like, I love the Christmas logic. He, He just keeps saying, even I don't understand how it works. And it's like, that's the perfect way to just write, use whatever you want in writing and explain it it's like i kind it's... of
1: feel like that's what like the that's like really what christmas movies are all about is about christmas holiday magic nobody feels the need to really fully explain it because we all just accept it if santa can fucking travel around the world at all times and be everywhere in one night then sure i guess i can accept anything at this point point. and that's kind of like i feel like all these movies don't really fully explain it but like you're in for the ride. It's a fucking Christmas movie. Yeah. And Santa is the star. If you can't get over that, you're really not going to be able to get along with this movie. But like, this is probably still the most realistic movie with magic, I would say.
0: Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's great because they don't waste any time trying to explain it
1: you don't know, know who the fuck he is.
0: There's not ex- unneeded exposition. It's just like, it's just Christmas magic. And it's that great. one
1: scene at the beginning really tells you everything you need to know about this yeah. <laughs> for the rest of the movie. And that's what I love about it. And but you're D- right. Yeah. David and- Harbour is just imp- I couldn't imagine anyone else playing this. Right. And, you know,
0: he, he's like the perfect casting. Like if you've seen, you know, everyone has seen Stranger Things. It's if you've seen Stranger Things or like Black Widow. He mm-hmm. is like the so perfect blend of like being able to be the scariest looking dude on the screen but then like just in a moment become the biggest softy like giant teddy bear yep and so he switches back and forth to like these really tender soft moments with 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 uh with trudy yeah then just like annihilating people i mean
1: it's great too because she's the one like maybe you could use all your skills to for good and it's like wow okay so this kid's like coming up with the ideas this is great like it's it's, it feels like it's pure that way (laughs) because he's like oh cool i mean i just think he nails it like because you're still rooting for him even though he's killing these people pretty violently that's i mean if you're not about to root for santa as he's committing acts of violence i don't think violent night is the movie for you yeah. And if you had any, like, I feel like trepidations about that, it's like this Santa has a lot of good stuff that, like, really makes you root for him, yeah. you know? Yeah. It is. I mean, there's there's just no way to say, like, he's not the most charismatic Santa I've ever seen. Or I just think he's really charismatic in general. He's got a great... Like you said, the duality is really neat, how we yeah. can really do both perfectly.
0: Yeah, it's like we we look at Santa as this almost like a deity, but it's like we see this very flawed person that has a job that they like have to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great.
1: I know, All, I love it.
0: Another unexpected thing that from this movie, and this comes down to the action, um, as you're our resident horror expert shark expert expert in a lot of things i would like to think i'm the resident action movie expert and
1: i will let you have that title no fight for me you win
0: and i will say i was not expecting the the opening fight or i guess the first fight to be a one take fight
1: I always love it when they do that. It's like, Like, oh shit, like we're in for it now. Like once you kind of, cause it's like they go for a few minutes and then you're like, oh shit. Oh, they're still going just once. Oh my God. And it's like so incredible when you think about how many fucking times they probably had to do that to get it right. But they nail it. And it's, I think with action movies, that's like one of the most impressive things you could do is a one take shot, right? I feel like that's, you gotta have some fucking balls.
0: Yeah. And, And especially with action movies, today like a lot of them either have one takes or they or they seamlessly make it look like a one a really long take Mm -hmm. um or so like extraction the chris hemsworth netflix movies those are known for like these long takes and they're 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 stitched together and you don't even notice it. That's
1: like 1917 or whatever. that movie. Yeah.
0: Same um, thing. Or like John Wick. It has really long sequences. They're not one take, but they're really long sequences. So it's multiple long takes.
1: And wasn't Daredevil all about that, too? Daredevil. Like, that's a thing.
0: Yeah. Daredevil was like the first one to like do that hallway scene.
1: It's like that's become like a new like staple of the genre at this point. Like everybody's done it. So like when, when are we going to get a parody movie where they do it and then they just like do something different. And then now we're going to have to find something else to do because it's so tired. But I still love it when it happens. I very much enjoy it. I don't think that, I'll ever get tired of it.
0: That would be a great parody, like an action parody where they do the long take, but it's just ridiculous. But yeah. Or it's like I,
1: everybody's just fucking it up and you're like, fuck it. We'll just keep it in. It's fine. <laughs> i'm not doing this again it would be great
0: like a asian studios they were the ones that really started the long take like the first one i think of is the raid and that's Mm. amazing but that's a whole different conversation that's
1: another thing you're an expert in
0: there we go uh so but yeah like the the one take uh fight was just great but the thing that's i love about the fight scenes in this movie is that they 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 up the ante like no no fight scene is just like the previous one they change it they, and they do it and each one's different which is again you don't expect this movie to to have the attention to detail and yeah. it just doesn't
1: have to be this fucking good you know <laughs> they could have just half-assed it and it probably still would have made money but yeah, it's like, like
0: we want to see santa killing people but
1: <laughs> and i love the fact that it's like a delightful film at the same time like the yeah. really nice Really sweet Christmas music that plays when he's like killing people, (laughs) and like the like the stabbing with the candy cane that happens in both this and it's a wonderful knife, and I just love to see it. I love to see people taking advantage and serial killers who are like, I know it's the holiday, I'm gonna fucking use it. And I mean Santa, (laughs) obviously, he's like Santa, he's gonna use all the Christmas things. Yeah, that's his specialty, but. I always I just really love the candy cane in this movie. And he's like, suck on this. Like he's got kind of the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing where he's yelling out catchphrases and Santa's coming to town. It's like so fucking good, though. It's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's like I mean, it worked for for fucking Arnold. So, of course, but it's like, you know, you don't see that in movies all the time now. It's more like yeah. a joke or whatever. It's um, got a lot
0: of self-awareness.
1: Exactly. But it like nails everything that it's doing. It's like it's just so great.
0: So then we have the second fight Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: I love this fight because it's not a one take, but I loved how they used the magic bag.
2: And
1: Mm, yeah,
0: (laughs) the hilarity of it, like they already talked about how kids just want video games. So when he's pulling from the bag, he just keeps pulling video (laughs) games. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. And then like he uses the bag to, to, to like take the knife and like protect himself. I'm like, this is so brilliant and funny yeah. that you've worked this into a fight scene. <laughs> it's so
1: great. I mean, he is just very inventive with the the things that he uses. And I love that, like, he uses his Santa magic to just obliterate people a lot of the time. And I just yeah. really enjoy that. Or, like, the ice skates. Yeah. Like, that's fun. Oh. That's oh, great. We're going to
0: get to the whole barn scene. Yeah. Because, okay. oh, my God.
1: it just also- Every fight scene, like you said, escalates better and better. It just keeps getting more impressive. And, like... Because he's also getting his confidence back, and yeah. he's getting more powerful, and that's where you're like, oh shit, yeah. Because <laughs> in the first fight, it's like one on one, right? And he like almost yeah. loses and the second,
0: like yeah, the second, a minute. <laughs> yeah. And then the second fight is one on one. The f- second fight is where we got the first uh, in the theater. Everyone going, oh my god! And it's when he stacks the the pool balls in the stocking and just like breaks that dude's hand. And it's like oh. <laughs>
1: yeah that was a really that was a a pretty good one do you know what they call a weapon like that by the way there's like an actual name for it uh it's usually ball bearings not pool balls but i'm sure it'd be the same thing in a sock
0: no do you know
1: yeah, it's called a fucking happy slapper. I learned that because it's in his fucking Stephen King book, and he's like, She whipped out her happy slapper. And I'm like, What the fuck did she whip out? What is he talking about? And then I realized that that's like, that's what it is. And I'm like, There's got to be a better name for this. But
2: happy the happy
1: slapper is basically the similar idea with like socks and ball bearings, but very similar to a stocking, but with pool balls. That I, would just fucking kill you.
0: Yeah. I that makes me think of South Park when they put bars of soap in their socks and then they hose a kid down and then they beat him with the sock and they call it a sock bath.
2: Jesus, <laughs> yeah,
1: I, like all the violent. I mean, this movie really delivers on the title, Violent Night. It is an extremely violent night for Santa.
0: And then we get what might be the the funniest scene in the entire movie. He gets stabbed in that fight after he stabs the dude in the face with the star and lights him on fire. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Electrocution by Christmas lights.
0: Yeah. And
1: then he's like, oh, he, God, the smell. Like, I love that. Yeah.
0: So then he gets stabbed and he's bleeding. And he then goes and like sews himself up with the gift wrapping <laughs> materials. <laughs> like,
1: he's like fucking the Survivor Man with his yeah. Christmas shit. And, and I love he, that.
0: That he uses the wrapping paper as a bandage
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also, and I love that. I just I think he's very I love how much that they really paid attention to, like using all the Christmas things. Like also, again, like you said, the details they didn't need to do that. <laughs> also, it's awesome appar-
0: apparently, um the scene of him taking the jacket off and it's showing all of his tattoos and, mm-hmm. and the dad bod. That uh, that lit TikTok on fire. Oh, I bet when that movie came out, uh, when I was scrolling on TikTok, it was just a bunch of slow-mos of that scene. I'm like, oh, what is the algorithm t- trying to tell me? Like, he's sexy as fuck, <laughs> as i was trying to tell you. Which,
1: like, I didn't need you to tell me that, computer. I fucking have eyes. I know he's so hot. I think it's the man bun. Plus, it's that, and it's like the man bun really works because it's like. You know, he we get the whole history backstory of him as this old warrior. And that's the, why he's like so casual about the violence, because it's like normal to him from like his past yeah. life. Who knows how often he lets this out? This side of Santa, you know, And that's why he's probably so depressed. But <laughs> I just really enjoy the fact that like it it still is like I mean, it makes him look hot and like all yeah. that with the body and the tats, But it's like it's all really underlies like the character that he's put there.
0: Yeah, it explains why Santa knows how to fuck people up. Thank like... you. Yeah, He's
1: way too good at this. You're like, this isn't like the girl. She's good, but she's doing like Home Alone shit. She's yeah. actually hella fucking crafty, which I think <laughs> the director said they wanted to include something or like maybe the writers or whoever said it, but they wanted to include something about Home Alone because like people would always say if you did that shit to people in real life, like it wouldn't be funny. They would die. You would kill them with like a bowling ball and like all this yeah. shit like this shit. There's just a lot of ways that this could be really violent and murder them. And that's what I feel like this movie was like, let's take that and give it a realistic spin that if you set up some home alone traps, you'll probably fucking kill somebody. Yeah. That <laughs> but was the like a cans alone when they do that. Yeah. That fucking like they did that in another Christmas horror movie and it's called better watch out. And they do <laughs> home alone shit like that. And they test it out and it fucking takes the head clean. <laughs> off. I would say so. <laughs> oh
0: my God. Well, and the Home Alone sequence, I loved because I was thinking, I was like, yeah, we need a rated R Home Alone. And this mm-hmm. just gives us that little taste of it. It's, it's like, so
1: good with the nails. And like, I love always like, they're so obvious. You're not supposed yeah. to make them obvious. And I'm like... Famous last words, yeah. and I just love that. As soon as he gets out of his trap, it's like, oh shit, and then he gets out of it again, and then like the bowling ball knocks the fucking
0: oh my god nail
1: all the way into his brain. It's just so perfect, well, you know.
0: And, and then the girl falls on the glue, and it like yeah. rips part of her scalp off. Oh, it's like... that was so gnarly,
1: <laughs> man. Yeah, I did enjoy the fact that, like, I mean. We're not at all going to feel bad for these people. But I was like, oh, that sucks. But I'm also yeah. like these fuckers are taking a family hostage on Christmas. All right. I don't give a fuck what happens to them."
0: So then let's get to the barn scene because the barn scene, I just it gets a 10 out of 10 for me. We get the man bun. Mm-hmm. And I remember Glorious us talking moment. about the trailer reaction. I mean, um, I'm
1: so uh, glad that like... they included that because that was like all I needed to know at that point. I was like, I'm sold on this movie for that fucking quick shot of the man bun it just, Boy, and the axe too yeah like he has the sledgehammer and he just the
0: fact that it's just like it. it's like 10 minutes of him it's not even 10 minutes it's, it's less than 10 minutes of him annihilating people while we're listening to brian adams singing <laughs> a santa claus like a christmas like i'm like this is perfect. That's what He puts him in the he puts them in the wood chipper. <laughs> like
1: it's like so delightful because of that. Like it just works to make it like you know maybe it's like I just feel like it. Maybe it would seem more harsh if the Christmas music wasn't there. I feel yeah. like Like the Christmas music. I'm laughing throughout the whole thing. It's yeah. so perfect, and I'm really enjoying the violence, which is like something usually that I feel like I really you know I save for like maybe certain horror movies or like yeah. a Tarantino film where I'm like, this is hilarious. You know. <laughs> yeah. But it's like this movie, like that that whole perfect scene, I think it is the best fight scene in the movie. Just that combination is just incredible. And it's so well done.
0: He's just ripping people apart.
2: And
1: <laughs> oh, David Harbour, man, I'm so happy for him because now he's got like an MCU role. So he'll be getting the money and like, you know, being in a bunch of those movies. And then he's doing this. Yeah. And Stranger Things. I know there's only one more season, but like I'm sure we'd all want to fucking see Hopper again. I, I, and in general, I just want him in everything. He's so incredible. I can't
0: get enough David Harbor in my life. And, Me either. And then John Lee Uzamo, he is a great Mr. Scrooge. He's just the bad guy who they even explain why he hates Santa Claus. It's
1: so great. I love it. It's like, no, I feel like my whole life's been leading me to this point. It's so fucking perfect. Like he is kind of, I mean, I know we all know that he's not going to be able to take down Santa after what we've just fucking seen, but it still makes for a great adversary because yeah. he's so anti Christmas. You know what I mean? And it's like, I mean, he's, he almost should be called the Grinch. Mr. Grinch is really yeah. what he should be. But Mr. <laughs> Scrooge also works perfectly. And I love that he was in this and The Menu. Yes. And I really liked him in in these, like, he's less sleazy in that movie, but he's still sleazy and not a great person. In this movie, though, he's, like, the worst of the worst. But he's so good. I love him as an actor.
0: Yeah. He's, like... I love when he walks in the room and he's like, when stuff like this happens, it puts me in a mood where I just want to start shooting people at
1: random. <laughs> yeah. And I love too that like everyone's like, do you think maybe he is the risk? And he's like, don't be fucking stupid out loud. And he's all, <laughs> fucking... and he's all like, have you guys all lost your fucking minds? Why are you <laughs> believing this is Santa Claus? Like he literally doesn't believe it until he sees the out of your nice le- like, list at the end. Yeah. But I just love the fact that he's like, He's really fighting it so hard, like no. But then when he finds out it's not like, oh god, I'm totally defeated. It's like, oh, this is actually what I've been training for. This is yeah. what I'm meant to do. It's like kind of perfect.
0: Yeah, and that and that final fight scene is actually really good because it's one on one, but there's there's no feeling of like, oh, David Harbor is just gonna destroy him. David Harbor is much bigger than him, but they're on the ice, so he's mm-hmm. like slipping, and he's got the shoes, so he's like. He he has the upper hand, but oh my god, that final kill! I did not think through
1: the chimney. That was incredible. I did
0: not think this movie was going to be able to top itself in the barn killings. <laughs> I did not see that coming, and the whole theater screamed when they
1: like
2: because <laughs> it's just like oh, oh shit. my god! <laughs>
1: that was just genius, though. The Talk blood about, just like... erupting <laughs> from the chimney. <laughs> oh my god, it was incredible. It felt like. It was like, of course, why didn't I think of that? Like, that would have been, that was a fucking G move. And like, <laughs> up through the chimney, I just fucking love it. It's like, so perfect. Oh, and-, and also because it's like, you know, obviously no one would ever, you know, everyone always talks about how to stand and fit down the chimney. So I just love that they were like, let's use that as his murder weapon. Ultimate word. And it's like, that is literally like the best kill of the movie for that to be the final one. It's just like, it's so like, oh God, it's the like fighting, whatever. How's this going to end? It's just going to be like a typical movie. No, up through the fucking chimney (laughs) and away with you. He's destroyed. And it's so fucking good. Oh, This is a great Christmas movie. It really has a lot of Christmas magic in addition to all this violence. And I think it really nails it. And it's honestly a little bit more sentimental than I thought it would be. And I yeah. like that. It still has yeah. Christmas spirit.
0: It's got so much spirit. I mean, like the ending, the ending is essentially the same ending as Elf, where they need Christmas spirit to 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 make the reindeer run. That's usually the thing. It's most Christmas movies. It's like that. But I, I was totally OK with it. And I thought it was really funny. Again, he reminds me. He's like, I don't know how it works, so I'm OK with it. And then like him getting mad at the reindeer again he's like i can't stay mad at you
1: (laughs) yeah it's just it's just
0: great and
1: just so perfect yeah you're right
0: it's like i went into this movie with the with low expectations and that like i'm not going to ask questions about how things happen and i thought it was just going to be a good good action movie and it was so much more and it's definitely going to be an every year watch
1: Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as we watched it last year, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be watching this every fucking year. (laughs) Like, there's just no way. I fucking love this, you know?
0: Yeah, and I mean, I don't know what the sequel's going to be, but, like, let's let's talk about what the sequel should be. But what needs to happen is a face-off with Krampus.
2: It it has
1: to.
0: When we talked about Krampus last year, I had just seen Violent Night, and I'm Mm -hmm. like... we need santa to fight krampus in an r-rated movie that's what we need
1: we do we really (laughs) in a high budget because i think i've mentioned this to you well first off i just want to say that like what i would be so excited about is that there's not that many great krampus like krampus doesn't have a great like a lot of representation you know if you (laughs) want to think about it it's all like you know, Krampus, the movie, and then a couple other things. And but then it's Dwight like,
0: in the office.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he's Belschnickle. It's not even the oh, same thing. Oh, yeah,
2: that's thing.
1: right. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, oh, I always remember that. Um, <laughs> but, like, that's the cool thing is that I feel like this one would be more in line with what we want to see from Krampus, which is, like, the evil version of David Harbor Santa has got to be way more fucked up. Like, yeah. if he was already a fucked up warlord or whatever, <laughs> like a... Like a evil, like a dark Thor is kind of what he looks yeah. like. Yeah. Like I, I can't imagine what the fuck the villain would look like. Like, What's that Krampus thing? You know?
0: <laughs> oh, it'd be amazing. And like, depending on what they made him, like if he was also a Viking or something, like he does, he doesn't need to be a monster. They oh, can he both... is a
1: monster though. He has to have the big I... horns. And yeah. I, and he, we, the thing is, is that like he's a demon at heart, so he could really look like anything. But, but like they... in. In Krampus movie, he's wearing a mask of Santa, like a fucked up dying Santa, which is badass. So like we still don't even know. They (laughs) could kind of go either way.
0: But I'm just saying I would rather have them make him more human and give him horns and stuff so that they could have the great fight scenes instead of Santa fighting a monster. Like,
1: Well, I love that you just said that because I actually have something fun to, to recommend for you because I finally saw this movie last year, I think, but it just like totally fell off my radar and I meant to recommend it to you. It's an anthology movie called A Christmas Horror Story. It's streaming mm-hmm. on Prime for free. And if you have a Prime membership, sorry. I'm just using girl money logic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, so it's like all these different stories. They're all like pretty, pretty okay, like pretty good overall. It's like woven throughout the movie, but there's this one ongoing segment about a Santa who's like basically die hard against his elves because one of them is like, sick with an infection and it's like he turns into a zombie. Then he starts infecting all of them. Santa has to kill fucking everybody, all the elves, and then he has to kill uh, Mrs. Claus because she's gone rabid. And then <laughs> he finally gets to the end and he fights like who comes through the doors, but fucking Krampus and Krampus. Santa is played by like an older guy, but he's like really big. Like he looks like a Viking kind of almost <laughs> like David Harbour. I think he's bigger, though. And the guy who plays Krampus, he's like human form, all white, but he has like the wool, like the fucking horns and like that big head. And they have a fucking battle with blood and violence and like cutting each other up and all this shit. So and then I'm I'm pretty sure that whole segment, just because it's hilarious and this isn't really like the biggest deal to spoil it, but I just have to tell you that at the end, it's like The guy like wakes up from uh he's like having a vision and this whole thing was like he was a mall Santa and he killed all the kids and the elves and all the people who worked there and it's like he just like comes to and he's like oh god and it's like whoa what the fuck (laughs) also the whole movie William Shatner is playing like a DJ radio DJ like that talks in between these segments it's very weird (laughs) but it's like a really fun movie and it has exactly what you just described that you're looking for I think it'll hold you over in the meantime. I think All right. what we need is a higher budget version of this movie. It's got, I mean, minus the whole massacre thing. It's it's funny, but, you know, I don't know if that'd play.
0: <laughs> All right. I mean, what's that called again?
1: A Christmas Horror Story.
0: All right. Okay.
1: Very straightforward.
2: Okay. I stood under the Aurora and said everyone would be better off if I never existed. Well, wish granted.
0: Angel strikes every couple of weeks.
2: How can that be? Do I know you? It's Winnie. You know that. Okay. Hi, I'm Henry Waters. You're safe now. He's not gonna get you.
0: No one in this town knows me. Who are you? Dad, you weren't around to stop him, so he just kept going.
2: He likes killing. I'm here now. Let's have some fun. Hey,
0: you. All right, let's talk about it's a wonderful knife. Came out just a couple weeks ago in well, this actually- year.
1: Came out, I think, early November in theaters, but it was like playing in select theaters. So like there wasn't a close by showing of it, but then it just released uh, within the last two weeks on Shudder.
0: Mm. Yeah. According to the box office, it had a very limited release.
1: It was very limited because I'm pretty sure Shudder also produced it. So it was always planning to go here, but they did release it in theaters for a bit. But I'm like, I knew that it would be coming to shutter soon. So I was like, okay, I'll just wait for that. Cause it also was playing like 30 minutes away from me. So, <laughs> yeah. but this is a really great movie that I feel like is also a perfect just with, I mean, obviously the titles alone between Violet Night and It's a Wonderful Night are just great little spins on classic Christmas sayings or movies. But I think this is just such a fun movie. And I was so curious. I'm so excited that you watched it finally so we can talk about it.
0: Yeah. I really enjoyed this. I had a really good time with it. I mean, the director seems like he's a pretty young director. Tyler
1: McIntyre
0: McIntyre. Um, He did some he did a segment on VHS 99. Uh, I have not seen Tragedy Girls or Patchwork, but I mean, Uh, our
1: boy is in Tragedy Girls. I need to watch it. Jack Quaid's in it. And it's about these girls who like. They kill people and then they like make like a fake uh blog about it on social and then they start like posting about all the see all the stuff that's going on and like starting rumors about things and they like basically are getting fame from the tragedies that they're creating by murdering people and wow. like making it out like there's a killer stalking the town or something. It's supposed to be like a black comedy and yeah, this is the first thing I've seen from this guy, but like after this movie, I was like, I'm definitely gonna go check that out.
0: Yeah, I and mean, he was also a writer on uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. So, oh, okay. Cool. Right. He's got he's got a little bit of pre- pedigree. Uh, it's written by Michael Kennedy, who uh wrote a movie that I know you love, Freaky. I
1: I really love Michael Kennedy. I follow him on social, and I recommend everybody do it. My favorite thing that he's been doing lately is posting uh screenshots of like one star or no star letterbox reviews for his movie. <laughs> And they're like, this is like gay propaganda and all this shit. And he's like, that's like a five star review to me. So like, (laughs) thank you. And he's like, it's just so funny. Like, I love it because he just he's he's also been on podcasts before, like the King cast. And he's a great I just really enjoyed like all the movies that he's really been obsessed with are movies that I grew up and obsessed with, like Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Those are like two of his favorites. And he like loves those movies. And I love those movies. So naturally, I just love this guy, but Freaky is very fun. It's like Happy Death Day, where it's like let's take a common thing like Groundhog's Day, a famous you know scenario of a time loop, and make it a horror movie or basically a horror comedy. I think that's like the perfect recipe mm-hmm. for these. Freaky does the same thing and has the same director as Happy Death Day, and it's literally like you know Freaky Friday, but with a serial killer. This movie very similar, but instead of you know Mr. Potter, like the guy who's like trying to own the town and do all that. Justin long is still doing that, but he's also murdering bitches. Yeah, And that's what I'm like. That's really, I mean, kind of like they, they tried it in the original Mr. Potter, super sinister and like a really bad person. So I feel like it's really not that much of a stretch to go. He might've been killing people to take their properties and shit. It kind of fits, right?
0: It totally fits. And I mean, I can speak for me. Um, I had not heard a thing about this movie until you mentioned it. And then when I looked at it, I'm like, oh, Justin Long's in it. I'm watching it.
1: Because, I, yeah, I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay. And then also, it has our favorite one of our favorites, Laura Lee from Yellow Jacket. Yeah. Jane uh, Waddup, Up. I yep. think it's Witup. She's incredible and she's like the lead character. So we were both like, I figured that this movie was almost like made for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, It's like Justin Long is
0: he's he's in my mind. He's like the unsung horror royalty like he is. No, he's an
1: official scream king. Like if there's a Mount Rushmore of like men in horror, like he's on it. He's one of the the four for sure. People know that he's like a scream king because I mean, how can you not at this point? He's in too many of them (laughs) and he's in great ones, too. It's not like he's in really shit ones. Yeah, it's
0: like I feel like a lot of people know Justin Long for like the quirky kind of nerdy characters he plays in a lot of movies, like Ten mm-hmm. Thing That's... I Hate About You, or his reoccurring role in New Girl. Like or is he, he like plays,
1: Accepted, like... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love,
0: yeah. Love Accepted. <laughs> That's like one of the movies where he's kind of a cool kid. Um yeah,
1: but he's but, also like a, but, a
0: loser. Yeah, like I feel like he's known for these non-horror roles, but like he is dodgeball. Is that was the other Dodgeball. Yes. So good. <laughs> But yeah, like he's in so many horror movies and not just in a bunch of horror movies, but in a bunch of really beloved horror movies. Like Mm -hmm. he's in Barbarian, he's in Tusk, he's in Jeepers Creepers, like Mm -hmm. Drag Me to Hell. (laughs) Like Yes,
1: he's in really good ones, good directors, good movies. And lately I've noticed that he's just going through, I mean, I think Tusk might've been the start. Maybe it was another movie before that, but I'm pretty sure Tusk, started, like, a new career trajectory where he plays the bad guy or, like, the villain, you know? Like, yeah. I would say between, like, Barbarian, yeah. which came after Tusk, and then um, this movie. And I'm pretty sure he was a villain in the new Goosebumps TV show that's mm-hmm. like, just came out on Disney Plus this year. So it's like, he's just in the villain stage of his career, <laughs> and I love that for him because he's really fucking good. And these are all kind of extremely different from each other the villains that he's played but he nails them all he's like it's like he's having so much fun too you yeah. know I this love was, that
0: this was really fun because this is the first time first movie I can think of with him where it's very obvious that he's the villain yes. like it's not a twist that he like when they when they pull the mask in the first 20 minutes and it's him I was like yeah. oh well yeah that that makes sense but yeah <laughs> I love it it's great and he also has that one line, he's like, I'm the best, so fuck the rest. Like <laughs> Yeah. It's so good.
1: I, I do love I love the infomercials in this movie. It just feels like it's like such a great little plot that's like a modern version of like very similar to the small town thing of the original. And like yeah. it feels like this town has its own problems, but I really enjoy the fact of, like, his little infomercial and then even, like, Joel McHale, like, the dad and the son. when they have theirs after he's dead and they're like, everything's great. And then it's, like, (laughs) the family and then she's just, like, fucking depressed. And it's, like, so good. I really enjoy, also, Joel McHale in this movie. But I want to say stick on Justin Long because he's, like, totally... I feel like he's not... I heard that that wasn't his inspiration, but I'm totally getting Walton Goggins from him in this movie. Like maybe Walton Goggins from like Righteous Gemstones. I'm just thinking of Billy, ba- Billy Excuse me, Baby Billy. <laughs> and yeah. he's good in the, as that, and he has like the bleached teeth and like the blonde hair and the tan and like the blue eyes. I feel like it's this whole thing.
0: Yeah, I, I now that you say Country it, playing. like we just watched <laughs> Hateful Eight, yeah, and not he not
1: like that movie.
0: <laughs> no, but like he definitely gives off the same kind of like. Cadence and like the way he yeah, talks, it's the way he talks, and yeah. the teeth, and
1: the, the southern kind of like drawl that he had. <laughs> Yeah, like, totally. It's like he's still suppressing it a bit, but it's so there. And it's like, yeah, it, it's yeah. very much Walton Goggins. I was kind of shocked to hear that that wasn't his inspiration. <laughs> I was like, damn, this is like fucking Walton Goggins could have played this role. This oh, maybe the that, the person.
0: <laughs> now that you say that,
1: I'm like, that is perfect. Like, it very much is Walton oh, Goggins. Yeah. That was but, the first thing I thought when I saw the fucking trailer and I saw what he looked like. I was like, oh, my God. Because, like, I don't know about you, but that was like a real brain, like, it was a real mind fuck. Like, I it took me five minutes to get over the fact that Justin Long was talking so weird and different and had a really bad tan, white teeth and blonde hair. Definitely fake teeth and blue eyes. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like It's a lot. It's so he, different. I love it.
0: The first, the first thing that came to my mind wasn't Walton Goggins. It was, um, it was Jonah Hill in Wolf of Wall Street. Not the way he talks,
1: uh, but like the, the teeth,
0: teeth and yeah. the tan and all that. Like it reminded yeah, me a lot of like that. But he's like the
1: Long Island version yeah, of yeah. it, whereas <laughs> yeah. this is like the Southern kind of guy. But uh, yeah, you're right. I think like that's also a pretty good reference. But whatever he's doing, I'm just like, I honestly, I love that. I love him in everything he's doing. and I wish he was in the movie more, but like, also, I totally understand. He's like, yeah. it's not really about him. And I don't, I don't miss him too much, but I just, I would love always to have more of him. And especially when he's just hamming it up as this
2: yeah. great
1: fucking villain. It's so good. It's like he's, he's almost a combination, his character, not like necessarily the performance, but I would say it feels like a combination like Mr. Potter from the original, but also like with, um, the fucking mayor from jaws mm, yeah, <laughs> like, gonna, <laughs> yeah. Like, i don't care if everyone's gonna die we're gonna make <laughs> some money like i don't give a fuck you know
0: so one thing that i i was expecting that he was the killer but i wasn't expecting oh
1: you didn't know that going into it
0: no i didn't oh okay. but just that was in the trailer. Up- Based off how they, f- oh, they did reveal that he was the killer
1: in the trailer. And then it was like, yeah, then she's like in this other, she's depressed a year later. But like, cause things have gotten worse. So she wishes that she would never been born just like in the movie. And then he's like back and he's 10 times worse.
0: Oh man. I did not watch the trailer. So, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: always how it is. It's like they defeat the villain. Like I'm pretty sure like or maybe not but they get to a low point regardless mm-hmm. of if they had any su- they had success over the villain in general but like there's something that makes them depressed at the beginning both of the main characters and then that's why they wish that and then when they see what it would have been like if they hadn't defeated the villain it's sometimes yeah. worse so it is actually kind of baked into the plot of it's a wonderful night like so, life except for you know the murder
0: <laughs> i was fully expecting them to just be using the the title as a play on the original movie because like people love that movie so maybe that'll get people in i wasn't expecting them to actually just like
2: oh. re-
0: redo because i didn't watch the trailer so like I thought they didn't were think using... it was
1: anything you didn't think it was gonna be like, you know, happy Death day, which is like groundhog's day, but with a serial killer killing you every no. day, and then that's how you reset. I, okay. So you're just like, let's I just didn't, see what happens. I didn't
0: know <laughs> that they were gonna do like an alternate reality thing, like yeah. it's a wonderful life. And I'm like, Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. Like, it makes it makes a yeah. lot more sense knowing who the writer is. <laughs> like Yes.
1: Oh, and it, I do feel like I mean, I'll talk we'll kind of talk about it, but this movie pays a lot of homage to Scream because he's obsessed like Michael Kennedy, like I said, mm-hmm. is obsessed with the scream franchise rightly so because it's the best horror franchise but clumsy killers yeah clumsy killers i think this movie has the feeling of like scream meets it's a wonderful life
2: yeah yeah <laughs> like, it's,
1: it's got that whole slasher element but then it does have so much heart and like spirit of christmas that like mm-hmm. i was not expecting it like you said like Kind of not expecting it to be, I, I thought it'd be more like on the horror side versus about like, you know, the holidays or like, yeah. in general, appreciating your life, which I don't know why. Like, it's interesting, though, that you didn't think any, that anything <laughs> was going to be like the movie, because I watched this movie. And as soon as I like she saved the brother from getting mm-hmm. killed from Justin Long before she kills him at the beginning. I was like, okay, so in the other reality, the brother's gonna be dead because that's exactly what happens and it's a wonderful life. He yeah. saves his brother when his brother was way younger, but like in when he goes to see what his life would be like, his brother had died and like didn't come out of the ice because he couldn't save him.
0: Yeah. It it was so I just something... there were
1: certain things that I knew, but then like there was a lot of other stuff I didn't know.
0: But I just thought it was interesting. It makes a lot more sense in <laughs> hindsight because like I was wondering, like what as we were getting into, it, I'm like, God damn, like three people are killed in the first 15 minutes of this movie. Who's going to
1: be left? We got we got a whole other hour 15 to go. The like, only people that we've met so far have like 50% of them are dead. So like, where are we going? Another thing that kind of pays homage to Scream if you think about it. Yes. Because they always have good characters in the beginning that get killed and then you're like, well, what? At least the first movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, like the first three kills, I'm like, wow, these people are dying pretty horrifically. And then, I love like,
1: that, like you see the killer outside killing the girl outside the window, like the frosted glass and the Christmas yeah. lights. It's so great. Also, There's a lot of really good blood and snow and like Christmas imagery combinations. Yeah. I loved it. And uh and like great
0: design of the killer. Like I love I, that. I see the I see the inspiration of Scream. But like, yeah, it's like yeah. the it's like the Christmas angel. But I like know all I, did, white.
1: I didn't notice that until I watched the movie because I saw the trailer and I was just like, oh, cool. It's like a white scream kind of thing, which is the reason that the killer is white is because originally in Scream, they uh, intended it to be a white outfit that he would wear, but oh. they changed it to black because they thought it'd be scarier. And I was just like, well, and it worked for Scream, but I kind of love the fact that like, It's also really great with white because you get the blood splashing (laughs) on it. But I was also like, how many fucking versions of this outfit do you (laughs) think this guy has? Because every time we see him, he's pristinely perfect clean. But like, as you see, especially like in the middle of the, like it's a later kill, but like he's covered in fucking blood. Like he's got to have spares. Yeah. He (laughs) buys in bulk for sure. I mean, Maybe not the first time because obviously like, you know, in the main timeline, he only gets the one spree where he kills like three or four people. And then it's like, this whole alternate reality he's been doing it for a long time you know it's like almost 30 and it's like yeah how many fucking outfits do they have
0: yeah he's got to buy in bulk because it's not like he can take that to the dry cleaner no
1: no exactly like he's gonna have some advanced way to keep that fucking clean (laughs) but but yeah i guess it's interesting to me like just since we're talking about the scream stuff if that's okay to mention really Mm -hmm. quick but um one that's not scream but it's still like kind of similar is um in the alternate reality when they go to the movie theater one of the things says i know you did last christmas which is just really funny to me because that's not a movie but it should be i fucking love that (laughs) um and i'm like the same writer as scream the same guy uh wrote yeah i know you did last summer so but in general the character the aunt aunt gail which i love i love the aunts um, but Gail Prescott is her name. So I'm sure you know oh. that. Like, that's why she's, you know, Gail Weathers, Sydney, Sydney Prescott. Um, and then the scene where they have the killer passed out at the bottom of the stairs and they have to, like, go over yeah. him um, without him waking up. is just like in Scream 2 in the car when they have yeah. to climb out of the car, the police car, and he's, like, passed out in the front. And yeah. I was like, I love the little things like that, but it it. that's it, it nails it because it is, like, a horror comedy. Mm-hmm. You need kind of that, that scream kind of humor and play with it and it's like it's fun when they're doing all the slashing. Yeah. I don't
0: know. And there is some really hilarious moments in this. It's way like,
1: funnier than I was expecting. Honestly, I was just like delighted every time something was funny.
0: I thought it was so funny that the that the son in the original reality he gets a truck for Christmas cuz I don't know if this was intentional or not, but I was laughing really hard at it because I think the car commercial ads that we get about around Christmas time of people buying each other cars for Christmas. I'm like, no one does this. <laughs> that's
1: such a crazy thing to do. I'd be like, you're an insane person. Unless you're my parents and I'm turning 16, it's weird You buy still, a fucking- It's like yeah. It's like, how did you even do the paperwork without them? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but well, that's what I love about it is like, and the the fact that like it comes right after her gift and it's like they have to tell them like don't ever buy a woman a gift that has to do with her body. Because look, like, the aunt's like the motherfucker got me a scale. It's like what? And I love that Joel McHale, which I just I, I love him in this movie, but I love that he's like no one had that color. Like he's yeah. so impressed with the fact yeah. that he got that shitty fucking peak out. and she's like this lesbian tracksuit. Yeah. And I love that her sister's like her aunt's like hey we He's would like, prepare that yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking good it's or so like good. when she
0: goes to the party and she meets weirdo <laughs> bernie <laughs> and the, the, the the person's like get out of here weirdo and they <laughs> yeah. throw the beer at her.
1: there's so and mean <laughs> they're like yeah don't talk to her. weirdo everyone knows that <laughs> They're like she knows right weirdo she's
0: like, it hits her in the face with the beer and then she's just like you have very good aim. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Bernie is honestly like a surprise character that became my favorite, I think. Yeah. It's like, I just, I mean, she, it's funny too, because the one big, I would say, change is that like there's no angel coming down, guardian angel to help you go through this whole thing and like a tour guide almost yeah. and i love that like they think that bernie is in this other reality but really she's that for bernie it's just yeah. really sweet it didn't need to be that fucking sweet yeah But uh, bernie just won me over i think i loved her weirdo aka it's yeah. just so sweet
0: <laughs> she was and so it was funny like not realizing that they were gonna do the alternate reality thing it I can't what... believe
1: you did I <laughs> Like, I had no idea that this movie that has the same fucking title as It's a Wonderful Life. I, I mean, tru- life.
0: <laughs> I trust your judgment, Renee. And so I, I just I didn't it. watch the trailer. <laughs> I love it. But I think I was putting two and two together when she was on the bridge and she's like, I would be, things would be better if I didn't exist. You yeah. Know? I'm like, wait a second.
1: This is and, sounding familiar.
0: <laughs> and because and, I was wondering, I was like, okay, so they just revealed Justin Long so who's the who's going to be the next killer I'm like yeah first thing I'm looking for is the height because if it's mm-hmm. Joel McHale it's going to be really fucking tall he's gonna be way <laughs> taller yeah. I love it.
1: like with Justin Long she's like he was about my height and you're like oh <laughs> but it's like true though because like yeah with Joel McHale you're like he's so much taller he's actually really funny in this movie but he's also really good at selling like the depressed dad shit when he gets to be that way
0: okay so I so I love Joel McHale and I especially loved him in this movie.
2: Yeah, because
0: like Community is one of my rewatch movies or shows it was, like it's always yeah. running in the background. And Joel McHale, I, he kind of plays that role in almost everything he does um yeah he's very much the
1: smarmy kind of dick he's like he's funny and sarcastic and he's he's like like still kind of charming
0: yeah he's like a he's like a more relatable like ryan reynolds totally yeah um Mm -hmm. and in this in this i was like it's really nice to see him not be that guy at all Mm -hmm. like he was he was he was just a dad and so like the emotional moments like really hit for me i'm like He's really—he's crushing this. He's doing great. So I love I was so that. excited
1: to see a different side of him, for sure. I just wasn't anticipating anything like that. And I guess it totally makes sense because it's like, yeah, no shit. He was, like, obsessed with the sun. But, like, he gets me every time when, like, she's all mad at them about giving them the car. And then she storms off. And then he goes... Did you hear that? He goes, it sounds like it's got a V7 horsepower <laughs> yeah. like whatever the fuck. And it's like, he gets all excited and like grows the keys. And then that's like, God, dad, just stop it. The mom like, too was like a surprise for me because I feel like at the beginning, she's just like, you know, a normal mom character. Yeah. And then in the alternate reality, I just feel like that's when both parents really were like, okay, I'm going to fucking commit all the way and do this. And the mom's just like, I'm going to be a wasted, drunken slut at all times. And it was amazing.
0: Yeah. In an open relationship.
1: (laughs) I love when she's like, why are you in here? I clicked the option to leave the pizza on the porch. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, if I could do everything right, I might end up like this woman. No, I'm just kidding. But like I love that. I just love it. She's so funny. And then the guy who just repeats, like that's always kissing her, and it's like he's just repeating everything that she says. Like, yeah. You have my ambient. Yeah. Do you ever ambient? It's like, what? <laughs> it's so good. And like oh. the fact that like just both of the parents get to kind of have a moment to shine in totally different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that. Yeah. And another
0: really funny moment was when they first go into the alternate reality and like Buck is the sheriff.
1: Yeah, the brother <laughs> it, of Justin Long. <laughs> he just
0: has that the only fans brother of Justin Long. He has that one line where he's like, uh, can we get some caution tape down here? I feel like we could be more cautious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, like, yeah. Where's what? that chalk where we like outline the bodies? We should <laughs> just have that ready to go, right? It's like, yeah, this is feeling like pretty secure. I feel like we, we could just maybe, maybe have a couple more. More of the caution tape. <laughs> okay idiot god it's so funny (laughs) like everybody really gets a chance to do a lot of different stuff in this movie except for i guess like the main character but like she's incredible still like she gets a chance to do a lot of different stuff but it's not like you know there's an alternate version of her that's a totally different person so it's like i mean obviously she's the only constant but like i mean winnie i guess i should say her character name. her
0: her and winnie are really good bernie (laughs) When we sorry yeah, Winnie and Bernie, they're really good at being like the grounded thing that we are drawn to. Like the other performances are are funny and great, uh, but they're like really they're the whole movie, and so like their chemistry and they have crazy
1: chemistry, right? Okay, did you expect them to have a romantic thing? Because I totally was feeling those vibes, but I heard that like online people were saying that they were not sure that they they thought that came out of nowhere, and I was like. Really? I was getting some very strong chemistry vibes from these people. Like They're on screen. They were just like, I felt it the whole time.
0: So I was getting it from Bernie. Yeah. I wasn't getting it from Winnie, but I also might have just been thinking that like Winnie was just in a bad relationship. Like she was just in a relationship and found out that he was cheating on her. So I was kind of thinking like oh, she's in the no relationship mode. But like yeah, so I was picking up on half of it, but like the chemistry was very, very powerful. They were so
1: good. They were so funny together, also, but then also like they just really had that like emotional chemistry of like their friendship was so fucking sweet. And I just yeah. felt so sad for Bernie because it's like, I cannot imagine like the strength it would take to go through your life as weirdo and everyone hates you and no one talks to you ever. Like yeah. the fact that she was just going to kill herself in high school. I can't believe she even made it that far. Honestly, yeah. that's so fucked. And she's just like so sweet and she's actually really cute and like funny and normal, but like, she's so awkward. And I think that that's what I just really like. I think is so endearing about her. Like how the first time, you know, Winnie like waves to her at the Christmas party and then that's when the murders happen and she kills Justin Long and then the year later it's like then Bernie comes over and says hi and she's like hi she's like well you said hi to me last year and uh she's like hi back is what she says (laughs) I'm saying it now a year later it's like okay weirdo (laughs) like it is so it's so awkward but it's like if no one had ever talked to you and someone said hi you'd probably be obsessing over it for a whole year too (laughs) it's just so 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 sad but I just love her
0: Oh and uh that just made me think of another connection to Scream.
2: Mm. They don't
0: they don't have a movie character like someone who knows everything mm. about the movies, but she works and stays at the movie theater. So I feel like that was a little yeah
1: and she's really into doing those like serial killer collages and shit she's like oh i live for this shit (laughs) it's like i was up all night doing this it almost was like i mean it also felt like a little bit like monica from friends where she's like yeah i've been up (laughs) all night doing this no big deal i love this shit (laughs) and it's like i also just i think she was just a great person i didn't expect her to be a big character from the beginning i know Mm -hmm. they kind of i should have probably picked up on that i kind of assumed i think right away that like Maybe in the other reality, her friend might be alive. The first friend that died. But then I was like, why would I be thinking that? It's a year later. That doesn't make any sense. Idiot. So never mind.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it it took me by surprise that, yeah, like they kissed at the end. But it wasn't like, oh, that doesn't make any sense because there was chemistry there the whole time. I think I was just expecting them to. To just go the friend route, but like whatever. It was still good. it It doesn't. Doesn't do anything bad to the movie.
1: Thank you. Yeah, there were so many people complaining about too many gay people in this movie because I think originally also the brother wasn't originally written to be gay. And then one of the people, I think at the studio, was like, Should we make this guy gay? And then, of course, Michael Kennedy was like, You know what? Yeah, let's fucking make him gay. And a lot of people have said there's like multiple gay, queer, you know, LGBTQ in my family. And it's like, there's, you know, People have said that there's at least two or three, and it's not weird. It's not like some, you know, totally abstract concept. I don't know why people freak out about it. I think they just do that to freak out about something. I did see a segment on Fox News about how terrible the movie Thanksgiving and It's a Wonderful Knife War for destroying our holiday season with murder. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) what is this? A fucking uh, podcast from 1985? Like this? We don't think this anymore. Relax.
0: Okay, I I can hear those people in my head like no quarterback of a football team is gay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm Uh, saying. But I one of the things I've also seen a lot of people online who are saying that like for like queer representation, they felt it was really cool because no character had like a huge their whole thing was like I have to come out. And that's my whole story is about coming out to somebody. It's very much just like they're gay. And that's like that doesn't have nothing else is done about it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a huge big deal it's all very nonchalant and simple and i would say freaky does a very similar thing there's a gay friend in that who's like incredible i love him in that movie and it's a thing where it's not like oh god his whole struggle in the movie is he's gay and i don't know you know what i mean it's Isn't not just the... like the, the typical thing that people would think about it's more of like they're just gay and that's a thing and that's perfectly fine not every gay movie has to be about a character struggling with you know coming out or whatever yeah there's it's nice to treat it as fucking normal (laughs) yeah
0: it's like there's movies that the story is is it's a coming out story and yeah
2: it's
0: cool like those are there's some great movies and yeah there's also movies where people are just gay and that's not the story i think it's just
1: just that that's more of the majority of stuff that comes out is about the struggles of being gay and all this stuff which don't get me wrong i'm sure but it's like you know we could have some movies where like there's a gay villain right or like Mm -hmm. you know Things like this where it's just like people are gay and nobody fucking has to do anything about it. It's just there. That's perfectly yeah. fine, people. Yeah. Just relax. And anyways, well, I just wanted to say that I like that in both of these movies. It's like kind of refreshing, it feels. Yeah.
0: And wasn't the wasn't the the actor or the character in Scream, the new Screams, um, the movie buff character oh, were Yeah, Mindy. Yeah, weren't they lesbian? hmm Yeah.
1: I believe it's so. Like, she had a girlfriend. It's like cool. Yeah. Exactly, it's thing, but it's weird how that's still like something refreshing at this point in 2023. Yeah. But I have to just say it when I see it because I think it's just something other people have seen and mentioned, and I think it's important. Like, it's good to treat it as totally. just fucking like doesn't have to be the whole movie about it. It's literally just you know, it exists and it's there, and we're all okay, and everything's fine. Nobody's dying or on fire. Like, just relax. Yeah, it's
0: like so. <laughs> it's okay, people, it's okay yeah. to just. Have gay characters,
1: yeah, they exactly.
0: <laughs> it's like you would think those people that are upset about you know a bunch of gay characters and having a whole backstory, you know, like the last of us kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm. um exactly it's
0: like okay, so you're upset about that, but then you're you're as or more upset when a character is just gay and there's no lot to like lead up to that it's like that's just a a, a trait of their characters that they just don't like, want anything you're, you're you're upset at the mention of gay okay yeah <laughs> all right it's we like know what we know what's wrong
1: relax. exactly <laughs> it's not it's not it's literally just the fucking people themselves but they're gonna find ways to tie their panties up in a bunch but like this movie like you could say oh it's a wonderful knife what a terrible like it's so you know violent same with violent night they're both violent christmas movies when christmas is about whatever it's like fuck off no it's not and also both of these movies have so much christmas spirit than like the majority of anything you'd find on netflix or hallmark <laughs> yeah
0: and the thing and the thing that i like about it's a wonderful knife is we talked about violent night like the little girl is the source of the christmas spirit this little kids have nothing to do with this movie so it's yeah. like as just being an adult person it's like What does Christmas mean to an adult person who's not just entertaining children? Yeah. I like that.
1: I like that, too. And I I just have to say, I just think I like the look of blood and snow (laughs) and like the Christmas lights and like kind of darker, like, you know, slowed down Christmas music or whatever with like these violent images and like killing people with candy canes. I just have to say. I really enjoy like the aesthetic of it. And I wish we had a Christmas horror movie or violent Christmas movie in general. Every year I would be there day one. I will be now for violent night too. Cause yes. like I missed out on violent night one, but I'm going back.
0: I had a question I'll, I'll for go. you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so at the end, when she get, comes back to her, her, normal reality, did I understand it right? Did Did Winnie and Bernie remember everything?
1: I also did flag that as like, I don't quite get it, but Christmas magic, you know? Bernie was like, yeah, no, I'm kidding. I remember everything. And I was like, how the fuck does she remember everything? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Unless Bernie has some fucking angel powers, but I thought that it was Winnie that's the angel. So I don't know. That was weird to me because it's not like everybody else remembered. No one clearly remembered.
0: Well, it (laughs) It was like- it was like Bernie had that line where she was like, You, th- we thought you were, Clarence. or she thought
1: that she was Clarence, and then it yeah. was, it was Winnie.
0: Was yeah. So it's like, Were we actually in Bernie's alternate reality? Cause Bernie mm. was also going to commit suicide. Like, maybe,
1: yeah, maybe she was the reason that she was pulled there in the first place. So that would make sense.
0: Maybe, actually, maybe this is, ha- I think we're figuring this out in real time. They were both saying, that they shouldn't exist on the same night. And so maybe mm, they, they both
1: yeah. went back. Interesting. That's, that's something I didn't think about. That's a cool little, that actually makes a lot more sense than and, just randomly. She being the only one that remembers. <laughs> Cause yeah. I was like, how the fuck does she know? <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: and, Ber- and Bernie and Winnie weren't friends in the present timeline. Yeah. So when they go back in time, it would make sense that they remember each other. Yeah. Um,
1: but, but like, no yeah, one not else like remembers that. Winnie. Exactly. Because
0: Winnie doesn't exist. But Bernie, I think Bernie re- recognized her.
1: No, like, she she had to be convinced. She was like, you don't know. She was like, I think I don't exist. I think I'm invisible and I'm dying. She's like, well, I can see you and you're alive. So you're not either of those <laughs> things. And it's like, she's the one that convinces her. Because I love that Bernie even is like, maybe you're the killer. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, it's like so smart. I love that shit. But um i I do kind of feel like now that we just figured that out, it actually tracks with the original movie. It's a wonderful life because like he's about to jump off the bridge and kill himself, but they send Clarence, the angel who's gonna get his wings down to like help him, and he is in he jumps in and pretends to drown and then it's like he gets saved by mm. George, the main guy. Yeah. so it is like at first he does feel like he's the say he's saving him, but really it's like Clarence was dying but it was just to like make it seem like he was going to do it so it did kind of feel like you were helping me at first but really I'm helping you that's how it felt with Winnie where it was like feels like you're helping me but really I'm helping you to appreciate your life because you do matter but I mean hey Bernie it's not like she's so jaded from like one night that went bad or like one year it's like fucking every year of her life has been shit I mean the fact that she could even like hold out this long I'm just saying like I think it's appropriate that you're like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, this this makes sense. I feel like in It's a Wonderful Life, it's like one small thing that becomes bad. And then he's like, or like, loses all his money. He's like, well, fuck it. And it's just like, okay. I mean, like, I'm always the one saying I'm going to kill myself. But, like, I'm just saying this is when I felt like Bernie, it makes sense why she would.
0: Yeah, if Bernie can take a beer to the head and respond yeah. with you have really good aim, like... It's a strong person. It's gone through a lot.
1: I know. (laughs) Many beers to the head. (laughs) Yeah. That's I just wasn't. I also was like a little curious what your opinion was about. Like, so Justin Long, once he takes over, he basically does the same thing as like the Mr. Potter guy. And it's a wonderful life where it's like Mm -hmm. Potterville and it's like these slums and he charges those money and everyone. It's like horrible. Everything that's happened very similar to justin long where like they've moved everyone out of town because they buy all their shit or they kill their kids and then take their business Mm -hmm. it's like mr potter could have fucking been doing that and it's a wonderful life and they didn't want to show that on screen back then but like it kind of tracks but like with the fact that like so you get the big reveal which i was not expecting Mm -hmm. when she's in the alternate reality and the killer attacks at the home and it's joel McHale. yeah when they take off the mask what did what were your thoughts
0: so I didn't think it was Joel McHale because I was looking for the height. And when he kills the people at the party, I was like, "Eh, he doesn't look super tall. But when he kills the the house, yeah, at the house, I was like, because there's also that scene earlier on where he walks next to his wife and you just see how tall Joel McHale is. Yeah, so (laughs) fucking tall. When in that scene where he kills the wife, I was like, that's a really tall dude. And I'm like, Maybe it's Joel McHale. (laughs) Yeah. uh...
1: I mean, unless he like grew four inches in this alternate reality between (laughs) like uh, the first attack when she's in the new reality, like he's about her height. So yeah, it's like this can't be him. I was thinking
0: that maybe there's multiple killers in this reality. Mm -hmm. But then when they explain that like he that Justin Long did the first killings and now he controls everything. And so now he gets everyone to do everything for him.
1: It kind of makes it sense, made, honestly. Made a lot of sense. I was like, that's that's actually a smart idea, not that it works. But I was curious, like, what do you think of the whole drones thing? Because there's that comment by the old guy at the beginning. Why do you want to turn everyone into your drones? And then it's like that's what they become. They're all like hypnotized in the eyes later at like the rally. And then it's like they kill him and break the hypnotism. So I'm like. Is this magic from the Aurora Borealis, or is this like, I mean, what is this? Like, yeah, I didn't that, know how that was working.
0: <laughs> that part, I have no clue. I was like, that came out of
1: fucking nowhere. What?
0: Why are their eyes green? Like, there's been no. What there's kind been of fucking no, magic like, setup does this guy have for, yeah. for mind control <laughs> up what? to this yeah. point?
1: What the fuck? And then it's like I don't even know what it would be from because it's like when they kill him finally at the end everyone's like eyes go back to normal so it's like just killing him <laughs> is what was keep like he his, him being alive was keeping them hypnotized <laughs> i don't know how or why maybe it was his teeth or the fucking blue <laughs> eyes because his eyes are kind of crazy his, and it's like his teeth are captivating his teeth yeah and it's that like fucking like voice i just i can't <laughs> impersonate it it's so bizarre and i love everything about it but like oh it's yeah, that, so weird how it does turn into like a mind control thing and you're just like eh, this feels like an afterthought but i don't care <laughs>
0: whatever <laughs> it's like two minutes yeah it's like the one thing i can think of that they said to hint at that is when they see that it's joel McHale, they're like those aren't his eyes or like whatever yeah cause like, he's he... like his
1: eyes have been like that for a year and i'm like Well, what does that mean yeah <laughs> i'm like i have this mind control shit ready a year ago
0: <laughs> yeah it felt I thought this would have been new <laughs> It felt... Unnecessary. It felt like they could have just lever said that he owns everything, so now he just forces people to do what he wants. Exactly. But,
2: <laughs> but like yeah, the ruling
1: via fear made sense. That's what I thought that they were doing when they were saying that like he's killed everyone's kids and then he controls them and takes their businesses and everything. Because yeah. like that would break any person. That makes sense. Yeah. Psychologically, you don't need to add the extra
2: element of mind <laughs> yeah. control.
1: Because, like, I didn't know that he could shine or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that just seems like we haven't been told that this. Guy is like firestarter or some shit, and he's got like fucking powers with his mind where he can like make people be hypnotized. I didn't know this was a superhero movie. All of a sudden,
0: maybe (laughs) they they came in under budget and they're just like, fuck it, let's 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 throw some CGI in those eyes. Yeah, (laughs) uh... this will look cool.
1: I bet you it was a fucking (laughs) studio executive. I'm gonna try and find this out because I couldn't find any good answers for it online. But I was like, I did notice a lot of people going. So what was with the mind control? That
2: came out of nowhere. And I was just like.
1: Yeah, I agree, because I do feel like in this movie, I was like, ready for anything. I wasn't ready for mind control. <laughs> I didn't yeah. expect that at all. And I love to be like, Oh, shit. But I'm like, didn't feel like there was anything except for that one line from the old man that is like the first kill. Cause yeah. he's like, You know, we want to turn him into your drones. But I'm like, I don't think he meant literally. (laughs) (laughs) It could have just been via fear, you know, or like convincing them of something else or like making someone else out to be the villain. And then like, you know, making it out to be like, he's the hero, which is basically that just felt like where it was going. So it just was so out of nowhere. But I would not. It's like you said before. I don't remember. I feel like it's multiple movies. But you're like, I won't let one the quick little part of a movie ruined my entire enjoyment i have questions but i don't care because yeah. it's also christmas magic yeah. and i don't i don't think the aurora borealis really makes sense with the whole thing either but it's like does it's a wonderful life makes sense angels coming down to get their wings i don't think that's very believable <laughs> i'm just there's a lot there's a lot of things we let let slide in a christmas movie but i guess mind control might not be one of them
0: yeah that i was thinking that too is when we talked about cobweb and, yeah. Like we see the face at the end, and we both didn't like that. But we're like, that's that's ten seconds. Doesn't ruin anything. Like, yeah. Get over it. Plus, they stick the landing at the end. Like, everything comes back to normal. Yeah. She's all happy. She's wearing the tracksuit <laughs> joyfully. <to
2: death.
1: laughs> and they at least uh, got her a fucking camera because they're like, we felt bad. I'm like, yeah, you fucking better feel bad. If my parents had done that, I would have fucking thrown a bitch fit too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The violent night is over. It's been a wonderful night, and we're ready to get into Christmas time next week. I think this might be one of the most interesting pairings we've ever done. Maybe since uh, we did uh, This is the End, The Mist.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I think that that was a good combo. It seems unorthodox, but it works very similar. I mean, I haven't actually done the double feature here, so I can't really confirm yet if this works, but we'll be talking about Black Christmas from 1974 and A Christmas Story, which I will say yeah, you're right. It's a questionable double pairing. Like, it seems like, what? But (laughs) But there's a reasoning to it. The fact that
0: we're doing this because the director is the same person for both of these movies, both of them Beloved, like classics in their own like little sectors, horror and Christmas movies. These are classics, and like I'm gonna have to dig in and do a little research. I don't think we've ever had a director that's done a a holiday classic and a holiday horror classic.
1: I mean, it's like yeah, you don't, especially with Christmas movies. I feel like there's we all know the classics, but it's crazy that this guy has. One from the 70s and one from the 90s. And they both were like, or maybe Christmas Story might be from the 80s. I don't actually remember, but. Uh, 83 Christmas Story. Okay, Christmas Story, yeah. yeah. I love A Christmas Story. And I always enjoyed it as a kid because I thought it was like one of the funnier uh, Christmas movies. And I think like that paired with how like really great Black Christmas holds up. It's going to be really fun to see, like, if anything is similar between the two movies. Because this guy, Bob Clark, I mean, what a legend. But, like, I can't imagine a director who's had this much, like, range in one genre for Christmas. Like, it's just pretty crazy. Yeah,
0: it's weird. Like, you know, I feel like the equivalent would be, like, if the guy who did It's a Wonderful Life also directed The Wolfman.
1: Oh, I thought you were going (laughs) to say It's a Wonderful Knife.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just googled 1940s horror. Uh, oh,
1: okay, The Wolf Man, yeah, or like, yeah,
2: totally. Yeah,
0: but yeah, it's just wild. So it'll be super interesting. I haven't seen Black Christmas. I haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life in probably ten years. Do so... you mean
1: A Christmas Story?
0: Yes, thank you, A Christmas Story. <laughs> We're so getting it'll
1: mix up already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it'll be really interesting to watch both of these. Side by side and be like, this is the same guy.
1: <laughs> Honestly, like, I just I don't know how the same person could be responsible for both these movies, but I'm just so excited to dive into them. And I hope you are, too. Um, Black Christmas is streaming on uh Prime, if you have Prime. And if you have Max, that is where you can find a Christmas story if you don't already own it. Because I feel like that's kind of a staple Christmas movie. Most people probably have it somewhere. Yeah.
0: I feel like most people probably
1: have that on VHS. Yeah. hey, Bust them out. It's it's perfect. We need a little nostalgia around here. It gets so dark and depressing this time of year. I was going to say, and if you are a hardcore horror fan,
0: I think we're also going to dabble a little bit in the 2006 Black Christmas as well. But yes.
1: I almost forgot. Side
0: plot optional.
1: Yes, it will be very much like a like a smaller section of the episode, but it'll be fun to touch on. And do not watch the Netflix one, the 2019, unless you just want to be really angry. That's all <laughs> I have to say. Uh,
0: well, that is it for this week, but we will see you next week on the regular exclusive podcast.
2: Don't forget to like and subscribe. We out here.